total just cold-blooded ruthlessness saying like hey you can get away even commented on his arm in like what felt like a compassion like man that looks pretty bad oh man like, yeah. not just like you're just cold-blooded Welcome to the What's Up Everybody podcast, where we fashion ourselves television, Judge and Jerry. My name is JJ Carter. I'm here with my co-host, Mattson Heiner. Ayo, better red than dead. That's right. That's right. Uh, we appreciate you tuning in. Uh, those watching us live, or will be watching us live, as always, we just thank you for joining us, listening later, whatever it is. Go ahead, hit that follow, subscribe, like, bell notification button. Hit all those buttons. Tell a friend about us. Tell your family about us. Help us grow the podcast. We appreciate it. Um, shout out to all of our YouTube subscribers, TikTok subscribers. Like we've been growing, so we appreciate that slowly but surely, and we'll take it. Indeed, um, yeah. So yeah, we're live. We're going to talk about uh, episode five of the Peripheral. Um, this show's kind of weird, Matson, for me because it's going. It feels like it's going really slow. Meaning, I can't believe it's only episode five. Like I feel like we've been watching this show for a while. And I guess five weeks is a while or three weeks, whatever it is, because the first two came out at the same time. But but I'm really enjoying this show. And it's like it's on this like super duper upward trajectory for me. Like it gets more and more intense the longer it goes. How many episodes do we have left? There's three left. There's eight episodes. Oh, man, that already makes me sad. But yeah, you're totally right. Like if having watched five I feel like I've seen so much, but it might yeah. also be because I've seen it in 2032. And then what? what's the <laughs> other 2077? Yeah, 2070 something. I don't like it's awesome. I don't know. Like, yeah. I don't even know how I'm, I'm just here loving it. Like, I'm the show just continues to just, like you said, JJ, impress me to the point where it's getting to the best thing I've seen this year, in my yeah. opinion. It's getting up there. Like I haven't seen an episode yet where I'm like disappointed. Like, well, yeah, where you could, I know because we're talking about Andor and you little Star Wars yeah. brat has not been like, that's how I want it to be. Like, mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. I haven't heard you gripe about this one. You better not this episode because, damn, there was some stuff in this one. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it started out crazy, even though it seems slow. But like that introduction of what happened to oh what's his name now i can't think of his name the triple amputee leon is it leon Mm -hmm. leon was because of testing that they're doing in the future in that stub and now we've seen alita has watched that it's yeah it's crazy to me like i was like what a twist that the reason that these guys, it's interesting because they're testing this stub and now they've created, based on sending technology back, this haptic feedback stuff, they've created this military group that is now standing against them and creating problems. I just love the irony of shit like that. Yes. So, yeah. It's it's something like that. whole it, but So that makes me wonder, because it's that stub – how important is the stub that Flynn is in and how I think that's part of the motivating factor that there's more about, cause there's all the, as I understand it, there's many, many, many different subs that they got all these different tests going on. Um, but this particular one clearly seems to be pretty important. And that's why the RI 
is dead set, and I forget the director's name or whatever her name is, is pretty dead mm-hmm. set on squashing this bug. Yeah. And I don't know if it's important because of the testing or if it's important because they stole some shit. Yeah. And, and yeah, that's we we know. don't we don't fully know yet, which I'm totally cool with because I'm like, yeah. I don't need all your cards, episode five. Like keep yeah. and they keep like they keep adding these little layers and loops. And I mean the moral implications of what Elite Elite West saw, like just because it's a stub, it's still human beings you're probably putting through horrific stuff and oh. that's where i mean you see a lot of these shows jj where like the the doctor her name is the one that was showing alita her friend i can't remember her name but they become so engrossed in the data and their work that they start to forget well hey yeah it's not testing in this world but don't you remember that your your lab subjects are just human beings that aren't going to be able to tell you no but they're still dying or whatever i mean they're testing everything yeah like you could mess up the forest population to the killer robots you name it killer ai i mean i don't know like yeah anything damn and they don't care they're just no because they're that far removed it's like lab rats right like they're just like eh. that future is uh it's separate from ours so technically they don't even exist or it's already happened to them. Like that's cold crazy. blooded, yeah. cold blooded, yeah. but they, so, but I like that they didn't explain whatever that upside down pyramid triangle thing is. Mm-hmm. It's some data, but we don't know. We know like it helps them process mountains of data and how it connects back to these stubs. We don't we still don't fully understand it. I'm okay with it, but I'm still really curious exactly what that room fully represents or at least how it works or that what they shoved Flynn's uh, peripheral into what, cause she doesn't know what she has clearly. Yeah. And the, what's the director's name for the RI? Uh, Newland, Dr. Newland. She clearly believes she has something to the extent that she's willing to kill her for it. And I guess that's going to be maybe the big cliffhanger, I would imagine, at the end of the season that we're going to come to terms with. This is what she, Flynn has stored in her brain or something that she doesn't know exists. Well, I think that that's this infection. I think the infection is the data embed. I, I really mm. like that to me is my guess as to where this because it's not impacting Flynn or. Burton to go back, it didn't infect Leon when he went back in her peripheral. Oh, you're talking so, about the orbital thing? The spinal yeah. tap and everything? So, uh, yeah, so this, this when they did the spinal tap or they did this scan and they said there's bacterial infection, uh-huh. There and she took that beam in the eye. In her eye, one, yeah. I'm telling you, I think there is an embed, and I don't know if the embed is in the peripheral that was Burton's peripheral at first, or if it's somehow transferred into her body because that carryover that obviously happens. But I think that that bacterial infection that's causing her hand to grip and causing her to have all the issues. I think that is a data embed. I think whatever that beam was, that's the data. It's actually how the hell does that transfer from a peripheral to her though? I mean, I guess at some point you have to allow however that happens. We just have to say it's fine. Cause I mean, None of this shiz is happening like in the way that it's so it's fine. <laughs> yep. Um, but that would so if that is the disease I, that makes a lot of sense to me, is that what wipes us out later as part of the jackpot? Or what, what do we think what purpose does that serve? I don't I just think it's because 
I think it has something to do, and I don't know how they'll play it out, but I think that because it was a beam into a basically bioengineered body, that's kind of like, because obviously there's biomechanical pieces to these peripherals. Like there's, their skin there's you know it's not just yeah they have machine. to take that nutrient bath yeah yeah so there's there's the biomechanical nature and the connection with the brain that they have i just think it's it's going to be the way there to me if i were writing it the way that i would translate that is that whatever data came through in that beam is was converted through the brain into some sort of i think it's a standalone thing i think she's the only one that has to deal with it and i think somewhere in the organism of this bacteria will have the code that they'll be able to break down and look at the data and see maybe it's some bro piece of the data that they're getting by testing on this stub or whatever it is. I don't know what that would look like, but when I'm, is I from my brain that I'm thinking about how I would write this or like what's coming, that's my prediction is somewhere is this, the process of beaming it into her eye or her seeing it through that peripheral, it went into her brain and became and was written as some sort of because the machine didn't know how to write it so it wrote it in a bio version mm -hmm. because it was in a biomechanical body so that's i mean and, and again there's gonna have to be some suspension of disbelief and probably a little explanation but i don't think it has to do with the jackpot i just think it's the way that it translated transferring the data from mm -hmm. that pyramid into her brain yeah i mean i we're going to find out soon. I don't think you're wrong. I will say one of your theories about, geez, I already forgot her name, the director of the RI. It's not that she was a, uh, like a cyborg or anything. Well, she wasn't a machine, but she was in a peripheral, which the more mm -hmm. I think about that, I'm like, that makes a lot of sense. I talk about some like serious security to God forbid you got assassinated or something like you're not really like dead, dead. Yeah. And what it makes me leads me to believe is how many more people like her, like the guy that, is running this on the oligarchy side, whatever they're called. Is he doing the same thing? How many of them are actually doing what um, they're having Flynn do anyways? Yeah. Well, and Alec and I, after the last episode, when we were talking last week, we kind of, I mentioned that I feel like I don't think anybody in that world is not in some form of a peripheral, at least not the main players, like mm -hmm. the, the Russian dude, uh, Dr. Newland. Now we know is in a peripheral of some sort. And I would even go as far as to say that there might be some level of non-peripheral. Maybe there's like some data transfer pieces. I don't think there's actual human beings walking around for the most part. Hmm. And, and maybe like a wilf is a difference because maybe he's not wealthy enough to have his own peripheral or sets of peripherals so that he can travel the world that way. Mm -hmm. Um because there's that chip too that they talked about Alita last week having that's that ups their 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 immune system, so maybe there's a couple of levels of that's their levels of hierarchy and and hmm. wealth is you you're either running around in your peripheral and safe behind closed doors somewhere hiding, or you're human but there's been modifications made yeah to allow you to walk around in a post. Well, clearly, they have the ability to upload someone's almost conscience to these machines as well with that security that head security guy mm -hmm. and it makes you wonder like can, like is someone truly fully dead if they're able to do that at the same time yeah and those things creep me out by the way 
the weird robots with this like oh they're creepy like they did split faces they figured that shiz out well that's creepy yeah it's way creepy (laughs) they did a dang good job on that but i I am happy with that the show hasn't leaned fully into like westworld status because there was Mm -hmm. a point in me where i was worried with the peripherals and things i was like oh no is it going to be these machine thingies like wanting to have feelings this thing and i was like okay good it's just humans in like another vessel so we're not going to go down that road because that's been a I mean, not just Westworld, but uh, uh, iRobot, amongst mm-hmm. other things, where it's been played out many a times. And I think that would have been fatiguing for me. But this yeah. this spin just feels so different to me. It's to a point where um, I was watching today, and it, it just, with, with the beginning credits, I was like, oh, yeah, this is a book again. And it's to a point where I, like, I want to read the book, and I probably will after season one, just because I want to read it. But I can't do it till we're done, because I also enjoy not knowing but then i'm worried to read it because how disappointed will i be when the book is just better yeah i'm the same though i've read because i've been and i I think i've told you and alec i've been putting it off reading the book because i really want to but i don't want to know the answers because i'm enjoying this show enough that i like i love how they're doing yeah it's one of the few times jj doesn't freaking know what's happening yeah and i love it like it's exciting to me to have that like what's going to happen kind of thing. So I'm really enjoying it. And I haven't touched the book. I did do some research and found out that based on what I've heard, the books are wildly different than what the show is portraying. So same characters, similar background, overarching story, but a lot of the details are very different. Um, So very interesting. And, And I'm excited. I think I'm with you. I think after season one, I will dive into book one and see what I can figure out and, see what I like about it. But we did have some comments uh, from our lovely Charles. (laughs) The first one, he says, uh, sounds like the man of the people approves. (laughs) So definitely. And then (laughs) what in the world is Mattson drinking right now? (laughs) Charles, first up, spell my name right, you mother efforts, two T's. (laughs) Don't you forget it. Uh, This is a super healthy smoothie. There you go. There you go. Usually drink it after my my workout. So it has a lot of protein and carrots and spinach and fruit. And yeah, it doesn't taste horrible, but I wouldn't say it tastes amazing. (laughs) It looks terrible. (laughs) I'll give you that. Um, So I like this whole, the assassination plot thickens too. Like they go get this. Oh, yeah. Irish seems like part of the the futuristic ira type thing and the guy is ruthless and vicious and um very interesting take but once again it's like i think the big piece for me is how did he get how did they get him hired without kind of what flynn was saying when she went back and talked to wilf like how did they not catch on or did they and they just didn't let wilf know you know what i mean like it's 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 one of those things where there's so many storylines and points of view that you start to be like ooh, because my i'm wondering has the russian dude been like ah this is getting too dangerous for me so i'm just gonna let him kill flynn and be done with it right Mm -hmm. so it's very intriguing but then you see in the preview that they've built the peripherals for Burton and Leon. So at the same time, obviously they're not done. So it's really intriguing. So how did they slip by? But I really enjoyed uh, 
is it Marianne? Is that her name with the shotgun mm-hmm. where she's like trying to help, trying to help. And then she just is like, yeah, I can handle a shotgun too. <laughs> like, she's well, a cool you being character. from a small town, you're probably just like, yeah, I could see that's probably how it would go. Yeah. Well, and I love that they address the fact that like she shot him twice in the vest and I was like, shoot him in the head. And then she, she's like, the next one's in the head, old man. Like I'm, I'm I wasn't trying to kill you at this point. <laughs> <laughs> but I will next time. So, I, I, yeah, I'm just, I really like this show. I'm enjoying everything about it and like just the little twists and the characters and it's very well written and very interesting um, right down to the, the pieces that I don't know what's going on and I'm having a hard time figuring out where we're headed with it. So I got to go back to the, the Irish assassin. We'll call him the dude drank from he had his drink of whiskey or whatever left it there so his dna's there shot up the dad and his three sons or was it four i think it was three just left him there killed the barmaid i think i can't remember killed or didn't kill pretty sure killed the barmaid yeah went out that one son came out total just cold-blooded ruthlessness saying like hey you can get away even commented on his arm in like what felt like a compassion like man that looks pretty bad oh man like you're not just like you're just cold-blooded knew he wouldn't be able to get out of the way ran him over with this car that i believe he he obviously was still driving because of the well gravel truck fell on my car blah 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 and is the police just incompetent that like this dude's just this good at covering. There's no data about him in the database or anything. I'm like, the dude just shot up a bowling alley, left all his DNA everywhere, left a tire imprint on this dude. Can't find him. That was just mind blowing to me. But then again, small town place late at night. Like maybe they just didn't catch on this guy. Clearly he's very good at what he does at the same time. So I, I don't know. I was just like, wow. Like, I mean, it was a cool scene. None yeah. Well, and it's obvious that he's got a different identity in normal yeah, he had, life because he had the Ted Solinsky or sure. whatever, and then he was Bob to the guy. And I think that the where he went to the bowling alley was a completely different town than where he was living because I think he went after that guy knowing that that's the guy that gave him away. Mm-hmm. And he's like, my daughter, for real? I'm going to murk you so you can never give that information again. And then when he called his daughter, it's obvious that he never expected to survive or get away with the whole insurance. Like it was a very interesting conversation and coding mm-hmm. that he was using. So I don't know that he ever, I don't think he cared. Cause I don't think he ever planned on surviving the mess. Cause he knew when he, like he was saying to the sheriff, whoever hired me, they're going to give me 10 million to kill two people or a couple of people They're They don't, they're not leaving loose ends like that kind of mm-hmm. person. And I'm a loose end. Like, even though he's like, yeah, you're a loose end. He, he has to know he's got to be smart enough to know that he's a loose end. So they're going to dump two and a half million in his account. He kills them and then they kill him. Like there's no, yeah. I, so I think that was why, cause I had the same question. I was like, man, you're kind of sloppy there, dude. Like, but I just don't think he cared. I think yeah. He, and at that point that's, he was done. That's what I started to realize. And he knew, cause once they brought his daughter in, I think he just knew, well, if I damned, if I do damned, if I don't type thing mm-hmm. where he's, if he doesn't do it, they're just going to kill his daughter and his family. And then he, they're going to kill him and he's going to feel even worse when he's about to die or he can do it and at least save the rest of his family. Yeah, for sure. Which for when you're sure. in that line of work, like, I mean, yeah, you're going to die I mean, at some point probably, and it's not going to be a good one. Yeah. That's, that's the risky run. And that's the kind of life, like you're like, I get it. You want to have loved ones and whatnot, but at the same time, like, 
that's a risky proposition having anybody you care about when you're in that kind of like assassin style yeah. role, especially that brutal of one. Man. Yep. Well, that's, that's like this crazy. book I'm reading right now. It's like the fourth book in a five part series of this CIA group, but they're got the rolled up with a bunch of narcos down in Colombia, and like, and it's pretty true to form because it's a former like Green Beret or somebody that's been in the Special Forces wrote about it, and he's like, yeah, and the that the fictional character talked about in like the the white queen as they call it the co- cocaine. He's like, mm-hmm. yeah, in this line of work, like even when you're high up, like you just know at some point it's all going to come down. You're going to die and it's not going to be pretty. Yeah. Yeah. There's no like, way to stay. It's like, you don't, you don't just get out of it. You either yeah. die a gruesome death or you get old enough to die, maybe a less gruesome death, but it's still not going to be pretty. Yeah. And you're constantly on your guard or yeah. under threat, like constantly. Um, with that final topic for me, man, Flynn is a badass. Like I love that she goes into this freaking to R.I., and just is like, I don't care. I <laughs> I am going to go. And it's, you know, very true to what she was saying last episode where, you know, we need to do things different. We got to change it up. We got to go on the attack. We got to learn information and flip things on its head. And she goes in and just absolutely beats the shit out of this Dr. Hmm. Newland. Like, it, and what a cool scene, like where she's just like nah, you're going to stay away from my family, but I'm not. And it's like, okay, fine. But now I'm here and you have a problem. So I'm going to take out your little peripheral. See you in the next time. And then just completely snaps her neck in the frigging lobby of her own building. I thought that was such a fun scene. How, and then, how bad is those the RI though? Like they don't need, they just are judge, jury and executioner where like, yeah, they're, they're head honcho, peripheral dies right there in the lobby and they're not calling the police they're just like i like business as usual (laughs) yeah well and that came from like i that's one of the most intriguing parts of last episode with her little when she's talking to the russian dude and she's doing the little toast Mm -hmm. uh, analogy and talking about look there's the police there's the government i'm assuming is what she's talking about there's us as ri and then there's the mob there's you guys and and we have this really cool co- existing thing going on because all of us know our place and we stick there and we work that way. So it's interesting. I mean, it fits right in what you're talking about. Like they're like, we don't need to call the cops. We'll figure it out because what are they going to do? I mean, who's going to do what? Right. Like they are obviously one of the three powers in the world. And, and unless the other two want to go after them and create some sort of power vacuum on one end, it's quite the, the triumvirate they obviously have. And, it's a tricky thing, the future, I think, in this world. So, Well, yeah, we saw the preview of when she touches her fingers again and all the people walking around are just constructs of the mind. Yeah, or, or some sort of video. Your video or something. And so there's less people than we were even thinking. Yeah. I'm wondering if it's – well, and this is speculation about an episode. I'm sure we'll find out. But to me, it makes sense because – how depressing would it be to walk around the world and not see anyone? Sure. You know what I mean? So you create this video of people like public walking around and being out and about to, how do you know who to talk to though? Really interesting, isn't it? I'm assuming that your peripheral has some sort of, or these little eyes that they have that can connect is able to tell you whether or not it's real or not. Yeah. My, my last question is when Alita West, 
that security girl, whatever, when they were on the wrong floor, you know, why did she make the comment about the eyes? Was that's the girl that they took her eye? At oh, the is first. That, okay. That's yeah. what I was. I couldn't tell because she looked different. I was like, is that the same girl? Okay, that's what I was thinking. But I was not one hundred percent sure. Yeah, they just had her hair up, and she looked more business attire instead of being in the club on the prowl. Yeah. So that was yeah. But that's the girl that she took her eye to use to get into the joint. Oof. So yeah, I was. So, yeah. Do you think at that point, the year prior, that Alita already knew what she needed and wanted to do, or did she not know? And then it kind of like well, it was like, whoa, or she had a tip off. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I think I think she used this obvious previous girlfriend relationship as part of. Because we did learn that that's when she talked to the Russian guy and was like, hey, you know, here's X amount of dollars. We need information. And so I think she used that connection in order to get in to see what was going on. And then part of me thinks that she went beyond her mandate of what information to get once she saw what they were doing. That's what that kind of seemed like to me is she sees what they're doing with burton's group and beyond and then she probably had enough information to go back to the russian dude and be like hey here's the information here's what they're doing but i think she decided she was going to take it a step further because it still seems to me like the russian dude wanted her to get information but it seems like she took it a step further almost than what it, cause it almost seems like he didn't know what she was doing or the length to what she was going. Yeah. I, I agree with you because they yeah. didn't exactly know like where she was and kind of what she was doing, which at some point is probably better for her to not fully communicate everything. It could have been difficult with how close the affiliate crazy. It seems like the RI is. Yeah. Yeah. So I think, I think there's still a lot coming. That's what I think the craziest part about these. And like, I'm like, there's three episodes and there is so much information that I am just excited, excited to see. Yeah, like there. I mean, out. we. I, I'm glad we still have three. And the nice thing, I yeah. like the length of these episodes as well. Like they haven't. I don't know. Just it, it's all felt good. Yeah, the pace is really nice of this show. Like even on the slower earlier episodes, I say slower, but like the ones that had like maybe a scene of action versus like this constant download of information and then action and then intrigue like the earlier episodes the setup episodes even those were paced really nicely mm -hmm. like they kept me intrigued and kept me interested and they just dropped these little nuggets of information that make you want to know a little bit more and a little bit more so i i think overall it's a very well written very well directed uh mm -hmm. well put together show and i hope i hope they who hit the so. who hit tommy with the boots is that uh the drug lord i'm assuming that that picket right picket yeah corbell picket that's what i was thinking is the boots and i was like ah like he he'd have a way to steal the vehicles and he would have had some information that's what i think yeah and if it's not corbell picket then it's one of corbell's guys because the other thing that i initially thought is maybe it was time for but i don't think he would have gotten jasper involved i think there's too many moving parts for Pickett to go okay i'm gonna get my nephew involved because that creates even more of that yeah troublesome relationship because of her connection to flynn so but i do think Pickett was obviously involved in getting the guy out well you knew i mean i know that's what 
I wasn't here. That's, I'm excited for him to come back because, you know, he's not standing down like with that yeah. type of intimidation. He's like, all right, mother effers, like I got yeah, more crosses on. in the back. Oh, let's go. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I think that's what you're, you're there's just so many different things that are happening. But I think at the core of why I, I'm intrigued is just I like the cerebralness of where the show is going and making me think like for you, Jay, this is probably going back to season one of Westworld for you. Like mm-hmm. this has got to be getting close to, I know it's one of your favorite seasons of television ever. This has got to be getting close for you. If not potentially having the potential to e- exceed that. Yeah. I think the only thing that's different about this show and it again, it could be setting it up for some huge twist that I'm not ready for. The one thing that I loved about the season one of, of Westworld was the, the massive twist of William, mm. the man in black. And then fair. I don't know if we'll get that. You're right. You're right. Yeah. I don't think this show, but I'm okay with that too, because uh, again, I think one of the things even Westworld, like didn't give you a lot of nuggets of information. It was thoroughly confusing for a lot of episodes in season mm-hmm. one, unless you figured it out or had those theories of what the twists were going to be. But for mm-hmm. the most part, it was just confusing. They they gave and every all the details they gave you were wrapped up in secrecy because once you figured it out, it lost a little bit of its luster mm-hmm. of because you're so focused on that one thing. Whereas this show, there's just it's there. It's kind of like what you mentioned. There's so many moving parts. You've got Corbell Pickett. You've got the future. You got Wilf. You got the Russian guy. You got Newland. Yeah, they got a lot of guns at the table, but we don't really know who's gonna shoot. Yeah, and we don't know. Is there more involved? Like we don't, we don't even know where Alita is at this point. So I mean, yeah. there's so many things that are happening, and I don't need a twist for this to be interesting. It could be just this straightforward. Here's the end of the season, and we're getting ready for season two, and I'll be perfectly happy just because there's been so much constant data dump in slow this slow trickle of hey, this is a cool thing. This is interesting. This is nice to know that it just is, it's just interesting to me. So I don't need that twist, but it is up there. I mean, this is some of the best television I've seen in years. Yeah. In my opinion. The last thing I'll say is we didn't get a very much screen time with Burton, but man, like I, we only saw him for what, like a minute. And I was like, ah, oh, man, I miss, I mean, more than that, maybe like four minutes. I was like, damn, I missed that guy already. Like yeah. his, his voice. I just got to say, like, I need a friend like that. I just need him. My, like, he just makes you like, yeah, Burton, keep talking. Like, and yep. same thing with Flynn to an extent as well. Some about the Southern charm. It it yeah. has an effect. Yeah, Burton, Burton's the best character in this show. Like, he steals every scene he's in, and I yeah, love I really that. Like, yeah, I like it. I really enjoy him. Um, and, and yeah, I'm enjoying all of the actors in this show. Like, it's especially because we're not talking about anybody major. Like, I'm hoping some of these guys get. Like I've seen the the actor that plays Burton in like bit parts and stuff. Like I remember his face. I couldn't tell you what he's in. Oh, they should definitely. This should be a career trajectory change from here on out. Yeah, and there was one line that kind of stuck out to me that I was very interested when the when the sheriff's talking to Flynn on the bridge after the whole incident, and he said something about Flynn still being down in Texas. Like there was some war in Texas. Like I was very intrigued. Is that what they meant? Or was like, that's just where he was stationed. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So it was just like a throwaway line, but it made me go, wait, what? Why would he be in Texas? (laughs) Because that's what he was acting. He's like, look at him all sitting there with his gun in his belt. And he's all like ready for action. Like he's still down in Texas. I was like, interesting concept that maybe in this future stub, 
Texas yeah. actually went ahead and tried to secede again. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that just would be funny and appreciated. Hell yeah! Like I would love something silly <laughs> like that. But anyway, I yeah, I'm really enjoying the show. Like I said, I, I keep saying it over and over. I think this show. I don't know like viewer numbers or anything like that, but I hope it's got a lot of people watching and I hope it builds an audience. Cause I, like I said, I, I think this is one of those sleeper shows that people are probably not. Oh, I'm watching. telling everybody to watch this. All Me my coworkers. Too. And when I talked to him, like, look, if you want to watch something like whether you just like a drama, you like a cerebral show, you like technology. If you need something that you can watch with like your kids, like it's yeah. got it all. Yeah. Yeah. If, 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 if you're listening, watching and you're not watching this show, you should be. Turn it on because it's yeah. it's good. It's really good. All right. Well, I'm excited for next week. Can't wait. Um, Can't yeah, we'll, wait. We'll be back. We'll be at a – I think we'll be at a full crew next week again. We will. Alec will be back from the magical land that he mm-hmm. is currently in. Definitely. But until then – Matt, so why don't you tell everybody where they can find us? Guys, it's just not going to be as exciting as when Alec does this now, our little creative writer. Like, we can't all be, be spending time with Disney and looking at beautiful creatures and riding rides and and doing cool things like that. But when you can't do that and you want to do something else, you could listen to us here at What's Our Verdict. You can find us wherever good podcasts can be found. Uh, you can check us out on our live shows like you're currently doing now for those that are listening on YouTube uh, and Facebook as well. Uh, you can check us out on social media, most especially on TikTok and Instagram and Facebook. Um, and we also, if you want to really get involved, have a Patreon where you can help us decide shows that we're going to listen to on a month-to-month basis in, in movies, um, see some exclusive trailer drops for new things that are coming up, as well as actually make us watch something. Uh, like Charles, our favorite patron at the moment, has elected us to do so. Whether I like or don't like him depends on my mood. But we appreciate you taking the time. Don't forget to hit that follow, like, or subscribe button. Um, thanks for listening, and we'll be excited to get back this n- next coming Monday. And you can also chime in this Thursday at 5 p.m. Pacific mm-hmm. uh, for Andor as well. Definitely. Thanks, Madsen. Yep, as always. We do appreciate you tuning in, listening, watching, all that fun stuff, and uh, we'll catch you on the next one. Bye. Cinematic out.